politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, 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 hey! It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. I am the aforementioned Mark Harvard. Coming to you on a very blustery day. It's very stormy outside. Well, as you know, as of recording time here today, uh, lots of storms coming into the area, and so you may hear the occasional little bit of thunder, little rumble. Uh, the bad stuff isn't supposed to come in for a little bit, but but uh, but yeah, just kind of doing a little preemptive work there, so you know what's going on. I hope you've had a good week. Mine has been a roller coaster. Of ups and downs and ups and downs. Let me just start from the beginning. <clears throat> after uh, after church on Sunday, my family and I decided, you know what? We're going to take our little boy camping. Jack is four years old, and we had been pushing him and pumping him up about this. We're going to get our pop-up camper, and you got a camper bed, and it's going to be bait. And he was just so excited. And we, we So we drove up. We drove up from Alabama. We drove up to uh, the hills of, of Tennessee to the uh, to the um, Rock City Lookout Mountain area, and we went camping. We got a campsite out there, and it was so fantastic. It was so much fun. We got there. We uh, we got the, the fire built that night, and did did supper. And Jack actually asked if he could go to bed early because he wanted to go to sleep in his camper bed, and went to sleep. <laughs> The boy loves camping, and I am so happy about that. But um, he went to sleep, and we got up the next morning. We were gonna go to uh, to Rock City. We were gonna go, you know, see a bunch of stuff. And of course, you know, you know, social distancing. We'd already checked with Rock City; they require you know six feet apart. Everybody wears masks, that sort of sort of thing. So we we're gonna go do that, and we got a call from my mother-in-law. And she had had a cold for a little bit, and turns out she had tested positive for COVID. So that shut down the trip, basically. Jenny and I went and got got checked, and we also tested positive for COVID. So you're probably thinking, Mark, you don't sound so bad, or rather you don't sound any worse than normal. Um, I don't feel any worse than normal, to be honest with you. I've got a little head cold congestion, but I, I'm almost firmly in the camp that what I've got going is actually the changing of the seasons and is not COVID. I feel like I'm asymptomatic. Um, what this means is that we're kind of shut down here in the house. But And my wife, she's she's got it too. She's got a little heavier than I do. Uh, she's got some uh, some tiredness, a couple of aches and pains, nothing huge though. Uh, she, would, she said she would, she basically classified it as a mild flu. Um, but here's the, here's the, the ironic thing last week, both me and my wife got the vaccines. I got the Johnson and Johnson one. She got the Pfizer one, the first shot for the Pfizer. We had to have had it before we got those vaccines and just not be showing any symptoms or, you know, she wasn't showing symptoms yet. I have yet to show symptoms. Um, but and I went ahead and you know I went ahead and you know told you know work we talked to work I talked to my uh, my family and let them know and that sort of thing and um, then I you know I mentioned it on social media and a lot of people have been like man I hope you're doing okay hope you feel better and I'm like I really am I promise I'm fine and I don't say that because I don't appreciate the um, the good thoughts I say that because there are so many other people out there who have had a rougher time with it than I have. You know, I mean, I'm seriously, it's inconvenient, 
because I can't get out and just go do stuff. Um, it's inconvenient because I know I'm putting people out at work that are having to kind of cover for me because I can't be there to do, you know, recording for, uh, for, for, you know, Sunday services and for that sort of stuff. But, um, as far as physically being bad off, I'm fine. Um, yeah, like I said, I just, I, I've got like some seasonal allergy type symptoms, a little congestion, a little sore throat. Uh, basically I'm treating it with Dayquil and it's working fine. So yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So yeah, we're fighting the COVID in our house and it, it's surreal. When my wife and I, we got up the first morning after we, we found out because we were getting, the, we found, we got the positive, um, result and we were still camping. And so we're like, okay, it's almost nightfall. We're not, you know, luckily we're not in an Airbnb. We're not in a hotel where we're going to put a bunch of people at risk. Um, we're just going to stay. And we made what they call hobo meals. Uh, you know, the tinfoil meals. We made those for dinner. Had a good evening that evening. Um, we got back this morning and on the on the drive back, once we broke down camp and came back, we made the uh, the conversation with each other about how surreal it was because we've spent, we spent the last year of trying to avoid this and being afraid of it and anxious for it and, you know, oh my gosh, what if someone catches it and all that? And I understand that, it, I mean, it's been very serious. People have lost their lives. But it took a lot of the, it took a lot of the power behind it away for us because we've had it now. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a mild case. Um, we'll have the antibodies. I made the comment to my wife yesterday. I said, give me a couple of weeks I've had the I've had the uh, the vaccine and I've had the COVID. In a couple of weeks, I'm gonna be the safest person to ever walk through your door. <laughs> I have zero shot of having it. <laughs> so uh, so yeah so I mean I I can say that you know luckily we've been blessed we've been we've been very lucky we've been um you know beyond what we deserve. But uh, I know there are other people out there that are actually have suffered with this. And so I'm not taking it lightly. I'm taking it as thankful that my, my family has not been horribly affected by this. Um, that being said, don't come to our house right now. <laughs> don't, don't, don't come to our house right now. Because, you know, just because we're not, we're, just because we haven't been cruising through it, no big deal, doesn't mean that you might, if you don't, if, if you catch it, you'll be doing the same. It doesn't work like that. I think it's very unique to different people. It manifests in different uh, different scenarios. So, coming up later on the show, we're going to talk with a good friend of mine who is doing some amazing work for abused and neglected kids. Her name is Wendy Garner. She and I used to work together back in my radio days, and she has you know she was in TV for a long time, and now she's working with a nonprofit called On River Time. And what they do is they work with abused and neglected kids. They take them basically out to this ranch out west, and they do fly fishing, they do nature stuff, but they also do counseling. And they do uh, they work with them and give them just a sense of confidence and self-worth, and it is fantastic. Uh, she'll be on later on to talk all about that. But in the meantime, you know, there are a lot of big things happening in the world. You know, uh, we're waiting on, on, uh, on Biden's. Uh, first big big press conference and all that, and you know I'm already hearing talking heads talking about when is he going to step down? And, you know when does uh, quote unquote President Harris take power? Um, I, obviously that's not going to happen now. But I have something a lot more important to talk about. 
and it involves the, 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 the state of Maine. So, when you think of Maine, you think of a few things. Lobster. Lobster rolls. L.L. Bean. You know, probably some rain, like what's up outside my house right now. Um, the state of Maine is considering a bill that would allow its citizens to go out in a literal blaze of glory. <laughs> Any resident of Maine who wants their funerals involve a Viking funeral pyre may soon have the ability to do so. You've seen those those shots in the movies where you know you, you fire the arrow at the. Uh, at the uh, the stack of of wood, and there's a body on top, and they it burns and all that. There's a new law that would allow such pyres on nonprofits with at least 20 private acres, provided that they only do one at a time, and they scatter the ashes on the property. It's only legal in two spots in the United States now, and yes, both of them are in Colorado. Shocker. Um, the intention for the land is to become a contemplative community, sanctuary, and scattering garden and space for open air cremation. And uh, there's a, a nonprofit called Good Ground, Great Beyond, the, uh, and they say on their website, our mission is to gather minds and hearts together in ongoing and active support for making open air cremation an option available to the community. So they own 63 private acres in Dresden, Maine. And it's run by an interfaith hospice minister uh, who says that she got tired of seeing the families on the deceased uh, lose control of what happens to the remains of the people they love. She thinks it's a good way to keep what happens next out of the hands of funeral directors. So I guess we're going after what I'm calling big funeral, <laughs> the industry. I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, other states have considered allowing this type of practice, but only Colorado has given it any sort of allowance. Missouri actually passed a law. I had, I've, I've heard of none of this. Uh, I feel like we should hear more about it, though. Missouri actually passed a law that would have allowed open-air cremations in 2019, but their governor, Governor Parson, vetoed it, saying, I'm just not comfortable with allowing these types of ceremonies to be conducted in our state. So he said he was concerned about health and sanitation, and I get that. But that's why you end up having all these space limitations to make sure that you're able to uh, keep people safe and it's not, you know, one on top of the other on top of the other. I just think it's cool that we allow that sort of thing. I, part of me, though, worries that it's going to be more and more outlandish each time. You know, because, if you, okay, what they're talking about, if you've ever seen um, Return of the Jedi, when uh, Darth Vader, you know, they're at the end, they're burning uh, Darth Vader's body. It's it, like that is what they're talking about. That sort of situation. Those uh, Viking funeral pyres like that. So, yeah, that's that's what they're talking about. What do you think? Do you think that's something that, your state should allow uh let me know uh, jump on the uh on the facebook page over on facebook you could also jump over on our instagram page had something interesting happening on instagram this this week um we ended up uh getting spoofed not hacked spoofed and that's a there is a difference I'm looking at you folks who think that just because somebody uh, has the same name on on, Inst on Facebook or that you've been hacked. No, 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 you've been spoofed. That's basically where they've taken all the public information and they've created a separate account. So changing your password does nothing with this. <laughs> they, 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 don't, they never needed your password in the first place. So, yeah, someone on Instagram did a spoof of the Mark Harvard podcast and went through and found everybody that liked the Instagram uh, page for the the actual the official Instagram page for the podcast, and um, they went through and invited them to like the new page, and a few people fell for it. And admittedly, my wife was one of them. Um, but my phone just went nuts. 
people that I know personally that were like, hey, dude, you start a new, uh, are you talking to me right now over on, uh, on Instagram? Like, no. So what I'm encouraging everybody to do is to uh, go report it. Uh, and don't report it as spam because they're not, they're not doing anything spam-like. Report it as inappropriate content and then say they're pretending to be someone that they're not. And that, that, that'll that hopefully get it taken down sooner than later. Um, it's a private account. There's only like 10 people or 15 people following it now. Um, so, you know, luckily we have way more than that <laughs> over on the actual Instagram account over for the podcast. But, uh, yes, keep that in mind. And if you would, go by. Find the fake one. Like I said, it's a fake account. It's a um, it's got the same logo, but they've got um, it's it's a closed account, a private account, and there's only a few people following. So if you would go report that as a uh, as a as a uh, as a spoof account, that would help us out immensely. Stick around. Coming up, we are going to talk to my good friend Miss Wendy Garner. She is with On River Time. It's a nonprofit that helps out abused and neglected children and they're doing some fantastic work that's coming up next it's the mark harvard podcast y'all the mark harvard podcast you can join me on may 4th and 5th for that church conference the last year if you're a church communicator the last year has been trying to say the least (laughs) and that church conference can help out with all kinds of ideas all different ways you can grow god's kingdom for your church and help reach those that need to be reached. It's a two-day online event for pastors and church leaders, and it is absolutely free. So go to thatcc.com to reserve your free tickets. And here's the cool thing. Here's the, well, the extra cool thing is that I am back as a speaker for the second year in a row. I'm so excited to be back. I'm joining a, a an incredible lineup of speakers that are way smarter than I am. These are folks like Ben Stapley, uh, folks like Matt Brown, uh, Jessica Beeler, uh, Jenny Catrone. These are uh, the folks that are leading in church communications. They know how to help your church. So make sure to plan to be there May the 4th and 5th for this two-day online event. It's That Church Conference. Get your free tickets at cc.com like to welcome a brand new sponsor to the podcast. It's Old World Lumiere Candle Company. And these guys are great. You, you know, you want your home to smell good. And sometimes that's a little harder than other times, especially when you're like me. You got a four-year-old and a dog and two cats. And, uh, you know, your house is under constant construction. Um, but <laughs> these things are fantastic. We've got them at our home, and you should have them in yours. There are all kinds of different scents. There's fruity. There's fresh and floral. There's herbal and earthy candles. There's food and drink ones. Let me just go down this food and drink. Because, guys, these aren't your normal, you know, old lady candles you're going to find somewhere. You can get a candle that smells like bacon. Uh, apple cider donut, banana nut bread. I've got some of the bourbon-soaked raisin ones in my house, and they smell fantastic. It doesn't hurt that I love raisins, and I'm also pretty partial to bourbon. But still, amazing scents, and you're going to find something that you that you like. I've got the link over on the Facebook page for Old World Lumiere Candle Company. Support them and let them know that you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Podcast. 
Welcome back into the Mark Harvard Podcast. Don't forget you can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And uh, our guest today, I have had the privilege of being not only a co-worker of hers, but also a, a friend. I count her as one of my friends. And um, she is which is one of the sweetest, nicest people you'll ever come across. It's Wendy Garner. Wendy, thanks for being here today. Mark, that is so kind. Thank you. I'm just honored to be with you, and congratulations on your new podcast. Well, thank you so much. We're uh, we're we're growing. We're doing some cool things. We're having a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to be able to you know talk to interesting people about about things that are going on, cool things they're doing. In fact, you in particular. Now, people in the Birmingham market may know you uh, from TV, uh, from radio. And you've, you've had your own marketing firm. Now you're doing some cool stuff for kids that need it. Uh, tell everybody what you're working on these days. Thank you. Well, this is just an example of you really never know, you know, when God has a plan for your life and just to, to be obedient when it happens. I was approached in 2019. It was actually around this time two years ago by this man named Steve Davis, who's the founder of a nonprofit called On River Time and um, just an incredible nonprofit. And when he approached me and said he was looking for an executive director, I, I gave him other names. <laughs> and he said, no, that's not what I had in mind. And I said, well, just, you know, let me pray about it. And um, he had actually written a book that was it's fictional, but it's kind of an account of his life. And, um, and it was just very impactful. And I just really prayed about it. And I thought, you know, I don't have necessarily nonprofit background, but in my time, as you mentioned, doing marketing on my own, I was working for some local nonprofits and, um, you know, it's just something that I was pa passionate about. So I accepted it and um, I, my start date was June 1st of 2019. And by June 7th, I was on a plane to Idaho to go to my first camp with On River Time, um, which included kids from Big Oak Ranch and Palmer home. And I, I think I cried every day. Aww. I was just so blown away by how incredible this organization is and the, these kids are. Um, and so to back up a little bit, Steve, <clears throat> Excuse me, I have a little bit of a cold, and, right. and I know you're under the weather too. <laughs> but Steve had um, he had experienced abuse as a child, and it was something that he really didn't come to terms to deal with until his adult years. And he's an avid fly fisherman, and, and would take clients um, from his business fly fishing on a regular basis to this lodge in Idaho that's just beautiful. Well, when he kind of came to terms with his own personal experiences, he decided he wanted to make a difference in the lives of kids that had similar um, experiences. And so he went to meet with John Croyle, who was then the director of Big Oak Ranch, and said, here's my story. I would love to take some of your kids and chaperones to where I go fly fishing. And anyone who knows John Croyle can imagine the response was, let's do it. And that was in 2012. And now we partner with four children's homes, Big Oak Ranch in Alabama, um, Palmer Home, which is outside of Oxford, Mississippi, Homes of Hope for Children, which is um, Hattiesburg area of Mississippi and Still Creek Ranch, which is in Bryan, Texas. And the idea is, is these children who have experienced so much abuse and neglect in their lives uh, to take them. They, they are they are at places where they are being loved well and um, shown the right path. Um, 
but to take them outside that regular day-to-day experience, many of them have never left their state, never been on a plane before, and to take them to this just majestic, beautiful, one of the most beautiful parts of the country. Um, Mm. The lodge is on the Snake River, and the fly fishing experience is challenging, and it's scary, and it's exciting. It's all of these emotions. And then also we visit the Grand Tetons and um, do a whole tour there. And it's just really an opportunity to kind of have this incredible once-in-a-lifetime all expense paid for experience, but to pour life into these kids who for so many years did not experience that at all. And just to let them know that you have worth and you have value and God has a plan for your life. So that's that's kind of the, the bread and butter of what the nonprofit is. Mm-hmm. In 2020, we had to um, not have camp because of COVID, of course, and it gave us an opportunity to find new ways to serve. And so in 2020, we actually also expanded our programming to now work with in addition to the summer camps um, year-round we're working and doing life skills programming for the kids that have just graduated from the ranches as they're kind of transitioning to adulthood there's nine big oak ranch kids for instance that are in birmingham and we're working closely with them and we're we're doing things like uh, leadership interview uh, practice and skills Let's help work on your resume, um, etiquette, just different ex- experiences to kind of pack their um, toolkit to give them all of the tools that they need to be successful in life when they become independent adults. Yeah, so and, and, and I'm it's just one of those... honored to be part of it. It's incredible. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I, I hear you talking about you know all the cool, fun things that the kids get to do, and, and that's great. I mean, if anyone deserves some time away, Absolutely. it's these kids. Yeah. Um, right. But also you're, you're fostering this sense of self-worth and of confidence. Mm-hmm. You're teaching them they can do things that they never thought possible. And right. I think that just goes so far toward helping helping these children come come beyond their their situation right now and what they've what they've been through and live a life that's beyond anything they ever could have imagined. You know, and it also kind of broadens the circle of support. You know, they have great support in the children's homes they are in, but when they go on our trip or when they're part of our, um, the life skills program that we're doing, they're part of our family. And so we're able to pour into them as well. And then, you know, in the future, when they're looking for jobs, when they're, you know, trying trying to kind of find their way, we can come alongside and make connections for them. And it's really just to give them opportunities in life, you know, because they, they just came from such a difficult background and they don't have that otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I've seen the website. I've, I've gone through that and the, the pictures are just amazing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you. it's beautiful country up there mm-hmm. and it's, mm-hmm. it's so good to know that lives are being changed Mm-hmm. It's incredible. When when I went on that trip, um, you know, and I've only been on it once because we didn't have it last year, but we're making plans right now um, to safely return in 2021. And we're really excited about that. But um, when I went, there was one boy who was from Palmer home and um, he was a, a junior in high school. And um, it's just, it was amazing to me to see in like chronological order photographs of him over over the days that we were at camp. And he went from shy and in the back of the group 
to having like the biggest smile on his face in the latter days. And even the directors of Palmer home were like going, who is this kid? Like they, they knew him and they saw a complete change in his um, self-confidence, his self-worth, his, the way he saw himself. Um, and he's doing incredibly well today. And this boy, his name is Kiwan. He actually, the following fall was in a really terrible football accident that was extremely scary where he appeared to be potentially paralyzed and the directors of the home called us they were just you know please pray and so we were all praying and so he just had this incredible and he ended up being okay it was a temporary like his body had shut down to protect him he had to be airlifted to memphis um and it was this miraculous story of him walking out of that hospital but to know that that many people loved and cared for him and were praying for him was just incredible i mean and it's just again it speaks to where he is palmer home is one of the oldest children's homes christian children's homes in the country and you know these homes that we partner with are doing incredible work day in and day out. And it's just an honor to be able to come alongside and have that close relationship with them and support their kids. Wendy, now on River Time is a registered 501c3 nonprofit. Yes. Um, how can someone come alongside and partner up with you guys? Well, you know, we have to say, I mean, we always welcome donations and, and no amount is too large or small. Um, you know, it, it, it's an all expense paid trip. And, um, you know, so that's that's a very it's a it's a generous gift to these kids. And it's all done by um, donations and support. And you can go to our website, which is on rivertime.org to make a donation. Um, you can always reach out to me. And we'd also encourage people to like and share. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, you know, just all of those things. And and just to share those stories as well. And you're in interested in being on our email list, you can reach out to me as well. It's W Garner without a D W Garner at onrivertime.org. Um, but yeah, we just, um, we love to, to widen our circle. Um, we've got great support from across the country, but it's really funny. You know, one reason why I was kind of brought on is not as many people know about us in Birmingham and in the Alabama area. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of part of our goal as well, but we, we welcome, we welcome that support. So thank you. Well, I, I, I heard about On River Time through you, just through your posts on, on social media yeah. and that sort of thing. And, uh, at, and at first, you know, what caught my eye are the you know, incredible pictures. I mean, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, it helps mm-hmm. that it's really beautiful up there. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and then just as you dig a little more, you find out all the amazing work that's being done. And I just, you know, I'm so happy that, that, that you, I'm happy for you being able to be involved with this and I'm happy for the kids being able to be, uh, helped by an organization like this. So I will put out a link, uh, on the social media pages, uh, for on river time to get, uh, to get some direction going that way. And thank you so much, Wendy. I'm so happy Mark, to get to talk thank to you. you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to share about on river time and all the great work that's being done. And these kids are absolutely amazing. They deserve every opportunity in life. Um, and we're just honored to be able to come alongside and provide that to them. Thank you.
Awesome. So thank you to everybody for joining the podcast today. I am so happy that you're joining us every single week. Don't forget to share with friends, with family. Talk about the podcast. Point them. Share the link when there's a new podcast up. And be sure to follow the podcast over on your different platforms, over on Edify, on iHeartRadio, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Podbean. Um on uh, Google Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts now. Uh, be sure to just tell everybody to listen. Uh, we try to do some cool stuff there. We're growing every single day. Also, if you know somebody that would like to partner up with us, we are uh, taking some sponsors. Maybe you've heard about the cool folks. We've got some great sponsors right now, actually. Um, Old World Lumiere Candle Company has been on with us since the very beginning, and they're awesome, but uh, there's still a little room. If you want to if you want to partner up with us here at the podcast, just send me an email, Mark at markharvardcreative.com mark at markharvardcreative.com love to, to, to talk to you about that ways we could partner up and also we've got some cool stuff coming up on the horizon for the podcast some out and about you know meeting you in the community sort of stuff so listen up for all of that and a whole lot more it's the Mark Harvard Podcast y'all and I'm out the Mark Harvard Podcast